Chuck and Julie, bringing you the truth straight up. I'm Julie Hagan. I'm working at- an Emmy-winning former investigative reporter, a highly successful trial attorney, and publisher of a major Denver area newspaper. They've been partners as talk show hosts and in marriage as parents for over 10 years, providing thought-provoking information, opinion, and entertainment live, local, and interactive. Everyone's voice is always welcome on the Chuck and Julie Show. Well, welcome everybody. Chuck Bonnell, Julie Hayden, the Chuck and Julie Grassroots Show, True Straight Up. And the show is brought to you by Mountain West Wellness, Advanced Acupuncture and Chinese Medicine, and HappyTrees.co. Now, during this broadcast, you made me see me drinking out of this, which <laughs> means that you think, well, you know, he's not drinking on while on the job. But no, it- no, this is uh, manufactured or provided by the Coors family, belonging to the Denver Country Club, but it's water. Oh. It's the DC. Yeah, and that's what you said. That's, that's what I said. said. It's not see-through. You know, so, and we'll get to that later because I'm not really clear. They did it for recycling, but I'm like, but anyway, that's a whole other thing. I'm not even gonna go there. I'm not even gonna go not there. Not even go there. We've got um what this one. Uh, at- that tastes good. Coors no. light, no. <laughs> no. A couple of weeks ago we had her on the show where she had the receipts and did a great column of the Glendale Trade Creek Chronicle about the financial shenanigans of the previous Rhino establishment GOP leadership. Um, and she's got more receipts. Um, more information was revealed um, at the uh, Central Committee meeting over the weekend, where they finally did, because it's taken a while to unravel everything, the financial report. So, Ash, welcome back once again. Appreciate your time and your work. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Uh, you know, the last time I was here, we were speculating a bit about what we were going to find in this financial report. And now we have the financial report. And I dare say it's worse than we thought. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Now, so let me set the stage back. So, you know, Dave Williams is a grassroots guy, is is elected. Anna Ferguson, grassroots elected um, and uh, takes over the party leadership um, earlier this year, immediately all of they, they find out that there's like no money, no money there. And then the left, the, the, the left, they're not the left, they're that the rhinos start planting stories. Yeah. And the lapdog media, um, saying, Oh, Dave Williams can't raise any money. They can't even pay the bills. As you reported last time, the reason they couldn't pay the bills, they could pay the bills, but the previous people quit paying the bills in order to give themselves bonuses. But you're saying, and then there was going to be more and it's worse than that. So if you remember, we were speculating about whether this was, you know, just financial malfeasance or if there was, you know, sabotage, uh, intentional obstruction involved. And what we find from this financial uh, services report that was delivered on August 5th is that there was absolutely obstruction and and I would argue sabotage. But these guys, so the, the election was on March 11th. They had, uh, you know, until April 1st to get their house in order and hand everything over to the new administration. And we have here a sort a story of hidden accounts that weren't weren't provided, weren't given over until, you know, a month and a half after the new administration took office. We have really strange payments from a health insurance standpoint and behavior of the administrators to change the the accounts that these payments were were hitting and change the address of where the receipts were going to the administrator's home address. And this happened the day before the election. Um, we have the payroll company that has still not provided the details of the payroll over to the new administration. So this ISOL payroll company is still obstructing the new administration. 
Um, and that payroll shows, as we as we talked about last time, a forty five thousand dollar bonus. It's listed on the the statement as a payroll bonus on December thirteenth, twenty twenty two, and no details about that because the payroll company is still not um, cooperating with the new administration. It's it's pretty bizarre, and they never got the QuickBooks from the old administration. They had to get an old version of QuickBooks from the CPA, right? So they don't even have the the most recent QuickBooks from the administration that just left left office. This is beyond, in my view, um, you know, just financial mismanagement. There were steps here taken to conceal and obstruct. I would say, so let's break this down. The only thing, a a slight correction, Um, the administration doesn't wait until April 1st. Actually, it's, the day, the end of that vote, uh, the new team takes over. Um, and the old team is supposed to help for the next two weeks in transferring everything yeah, over. But peaceful transfer of power, right? Transfer of power, <laughs> right. But but in theory, um, you know, the new administration takes they over. They should have handed it over to them right there. Well, not right there, Probably. but they were quickly going back to cover all the tracks. Um, yeah, and thank you for the correction. The finan- the new financial service service committee got started on April first. Yes, uh, right. I should have said, but yeah, thank you, thank you. Well, for that. and in part, I think because they went in and and we'll break down into some of the stuff you're talking about with with a somewhat of an assumption um, that you know there was going to be some degree of cooperation. But this, I mean, I would call this a cover up. I know that that's what it seems like to me. I don't know what else you would do it when you give yourself a forty five thousand dollar bonus after losing historically and. Colorado, um, and then you take steps to cover it up and hide it. Um, I, I don't know why would they be trying to hide it if they if there wasn't something. Well, one of the things I remember from the report uh, that was given at the at the um, meeting SEC meeting was that one of the employees said, "Hey, we're going virtual now," and directed everything to their personal accounts. And from now on, we'll just do virtual and and uh, don't worry about anything else. Like virtual finances. Mm-hmm. So that's that's with respect to these health insurance payments. And this is really strange, really strange stuff. So what we find about these health care payments is that um, large payments to United Healthcare and to Delta Dental and the premiums on these these health plans doubled, tripled um, in some instances, instances, quadrupled during a time when they had no employees. And so, so that's strange, right? But then what we see is again, the election took place on March 11th. On March 10th, Friday, March 10th, there's um, a communication that says we have a new chairman election this weekend. Depending on the outcome, we will probably have some new staff joining. So we want to give you the heads up as we might be adding, adding staff ostensibly. In addition, after April, we are moving operations virtual. I'm trying to get our United Healthcare address updated to go paperless so we don't miss anything with this change. Can you help with that? Thanks. Um, now, in the report, it doesn't say who that was from or who it was to, but the they didn't just change the address. And as I said, they changed the address to the administrator's home address. Um, now, who was the administrator? Do we know who the administrator is? I, I don't have that information. Okay. I do, but yeah. well, let me, let me clarify for some people before you go further because it's my understanding. Correct me if I'm wrong. That one of the things they want to be very careful about. Number one is uh, this isn't an, a technically an employee-employer situation, right? So it's a personnel situation, sure. right? And there could be other uh, libel kind of accusations too. So, so I know there has been some criticism for not naming names, but I think that's a, a legal thing. But anyway, so go on, Ash. Well, I think eventually oh. we have to name. Names. We will, but yeah, I mean, we will. 
Yeah, I mean, I, as I said before, I think that this is a criminal matter. We're we're talking about tens of thousands of dollars here, and and so you know they changed to virtual, right? We're going to change our operations virtual, and we're going to update our address. But they didn't they didn't just update the address; they updated the account that these healthcare debits, according to the report, the account that these healthcare debits were coming from, to the hidden account, and that's. There were hidden accounts, you guys. There was four accounts that were turned over when, you know, the the initial accounts were turned over, which I believe was in the middle of April, right? right? So as you said, Chuck, you know, the next day, they're supposed to start cooperating to transfer power. And right. it was, you know, a, a month later that the first four accounts were turned over. As they're preparing financial statements, they find these other accounts. And we see that the the healthcare debits, which again is thousands of dollars that we're talking about, was tra- was changed to one of the hidden accounts. So it wasn't until May that the new financial services, middle of May, yeah, that the new financial services committee found out about these large healthcare pr- um, premium charges. And, and, that's and, and these healthcare premiums are huge. Yeah. I mean, they're absolutely like huge, huge. Being three hundred bucks, four million dollars, thousands and thousands of dollars per yeah, month. Yeah, I can, I can, yeah, I can tell you here. Uh, who has a health insurance premium? Like, oh well. <laughs> well, and again, they, they they were in a period of transition with their staff, and at a time that they were not increasing staff, and uh, from this report says had no staff, they were uh, it, seeing their their premiums quadruple and double and, and, and triple. So and as a practical matter, when, when, um, cause I think the meeting was on a Friday or maybe a Saturday, um, they got the keys the next day and stuff. And they walk in, the place is deserted. All of them had quit. Yeah. So they had no employees. It, 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 it was, it was a ghost town. It was yep. a ghost town with checks flying around all over the place. Cut through. So what they did is, so the previous Rhino establishment people in charge of the Colorado Republican Party before the grassroots took over, what they did is on the day before the grassroots Dave Williams was elected, or and right before, they contacted the health company, the health insurance and the dental insurance companies, and said, oh, we're going to be adding new people. But by the way, we need you to send the at all the information to my house, mm-hmm. and we're going to prepay all of this stuff for all these employers who don't exist. So what they did, it appears, is they simply prepaid their own health insurance. Well, there's one insurance. person who paid, prepaid for the entire year, and those payments were over 2000 a month. For- yeah, so the, the payments to United on March 6th, so five days before the election, there was a payment to United of $2,571.56. And then again, on March 13th, so two days after the election, the election, there was a health care payment of $3,144.19. Um, and as Chuck said, they had no employees. And these and then they the correspondence about these payments were sent to this one person's home address. Do we so, know that home address? Yes. Okay. Uh, yeah, I don't. That'd be pretty I, easy I, to figure out. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's in there. Okay. <laughs> it's in the email. So, so. Yeah. So I don't. What, I don't want to say it on the no, on no, the no, air. Yeah. I just wanted to, and I should have asked you to do that, Chuck. So it seems to me. I mean, tell me if I'm wrong, but it seems to me that a possible conclusion is that 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 at least one person, maybe more, who've been getting with you know our Republican rather than electing Republicans, these people were treating this whole thing. It seems to me like their personal slush fund, right? And knowing that they were about to all quit, decided to probably just prepay the policies for the rest 
rest of the year, right? And they did so out of a, they changed accounts. So they did so out of a secret account. So the new people would have no idea that that was going on. I mean, is that sort of a fair? Yeah, I think that's a nice, I think that's a nice way of putting it. Um, (laughs) I would, I would speculate what happens when you overpay your insurance premiums? I don't know. You get refunded. Oh, I don't think so. I, as I remember, the particular person um, had uh, enormous um, payments coming up for her spouse, um, oh, and wow. therefore, nice. you know, they had to have enormous premiums to help cover those pay- purported health bills that the spouse um, would be getting. Ah. So maybe it wasn't an over, maybe they had to up their insurance. Yes. I think, I think, I think it was a matter of not getting refunds so much as um, making sure that uh, they had enormous uh, coverage for, for them. But that's a good, but also though, Ash, that's a good point. Certainly something to look into because I guess the health insurance company would be able to tell whether they gave a refund or not, because again, since everything was going, well, and first of all, let's back up. The fact that we're all going virtual was just a lie. Number yes. one, they weren't all going virtual. This, the whole thing was a subterfuge to have everything rerouted Moved. to yeah, to this person or these people's, I, I mean, who all knows who all was involved. I mean, personally, I think Chrissy Burton Brown needs to explain this. Either Absolutely. she's totally asleep at the wheel. I mean, I think Chris Murray, the legal counsel, needs to explain this too and say, how, what are you guys doing there? Either you were in on it or you were completely negligent. I mean, hor- grossly negligent to let this be going on. Let me back you up and talk about the $45,000 in bonuses in December. Keeping in mind, as you point out, this is after the worst election cycle in Colorado Republican history. They paid themselves bonuses. Yeah, according to the statements, uh, $45,000 on December 13th, 2022 was paid as uh, paid to the payroll company as payroll bonus. Now, we don't know where that money was eventually dispersed to because, again, the payroll company is not cooperating with, with the new GOP administration. They still have not provided the information from a payroll standpoint. Do we know of any potential connection between the previous GOP leadership and or staff and the payroll company? I was wondering the same thing. I, <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't have the answers yet, but I uh, I will by the time I publish the column. Because because it seems to me that they were probably the contract. I mean, typically the contract is with the company, not the individual, right? Yeah, the GOP so, is the client. The GOP right. is the client of the payroll company and the payroll company is, you know, potentially putting themselves up for brand damage for law, legal liability, all of these things going uh, by obstructing what what incentive do they have to start? Why does the payroll company care? Exactly. About the new administration versus the old administration. It's a great question, Julie. Right. I mean, it, it, exactly. Because it's they're just a payroll company, right? They don't know. You tell them to pay this, they pay it. They could theoretically could care less. So there can only be, again, one reason why they don't want to reveal it. And that, again, the whole thing is a, sort of a, a cover up. And you'd think, why not? If you're Christy Burton Brown and you sincerely felt that you guys all deserved $45,000 in bonuses, I mean, we're only talking, I mean, how many employees do they have? Like three? I mean, they're and we're not- talking, we're talking about, remember the red wave guys, yeah. the, the, the November primary red wave that we were supposed to have. It was an election that the Republicans couldn't lose because of how devastating the Biden administration and Democrat policies have been. And it was in Colorado, an absolute embarrassment the results of that election, largely because of Christy Burton Brown and her administration's treatment of America first. That's right. why 
the Republicans can't get any traction in the state of Colorado is because they don't stand for any that party, right? The and I understand that Dave Williams is trying to change it, but the Republican Party that's been in place for you know the past decade. They, they don't stand for anything and they keep moving further and further to the left. And when, you know, populists come out and, and try to make change, they get attacked by right. their own party. And this is more evident. If you ever needed evidence that there's a uniparty, look at the behavior of of the Republican Party that got smacked down by America first in this election. Look at their behavior. And just going back to the health premiums, you know, maybe this this woman wanted to make sure that all of the premiums were paid so that her husband could get her health and insu- could get his health insurance right maybe but we're talking about changing addresses hiding where the invoices are oh going, she wanted to hide it there's no question the, it wasn't an honest changing motive changing the accounts changing yeah. the account so nobody that the could debits follow. were coming out of and then hiding right. that account from the oh, new yeah. administration oh, that yeah. to me is um you know as Julie said, it's a, it sounds like a cover up, and I think the the question is why. Um, I I always tend to think it's more nefarious. Uh, well, because- that one that one has no innocent explanation. <laughs> that has explanations only that you wanted to prepay everything, even though you were quitting, um, yeah. and that you wanted to make sure nobody found out about it. So you took the account to a place where nobody could find it. Well, and because it starts, I mean, we know that began because it starts out with a lie. It starts yeah. out with the lie that we're taking everything. And then, of yeah. course, the insurance company doesn't know, right? They've been dealing with this person along. So it starts out with the lie that we are no longer going to have a physical address for you to be sending the bills to. So you need to send all of the correspondence to my house. The, the only reason you would lie about that is you didn't want the new people knowing that this is going on. And then, like you said, to hide it in, in accounts and change the accounts. And you got to wonder if tell us, tell us about the FedEx account. Yeah, the Fed, there was a lot of activity on FedEx, uh, uh, paying payments to FedEx, payments on FedEx when there was nothing going on, when there was no business being done. Um, we see, we do see, you know, real financial mismanagement. They were paying $800 a month of donor funds, right? These are the, the monies that people are paying to get up Republicans elected $800 a month for three storage units that were, one of them was full of trash. Some, they were, the others were just storing chairs. It right. looks like from from the images, but eight hundred dollars a month. This is the, it was, as you said, Julie. It really looks like this was for some of them a slush fund, and for others there was really no, uh, you know, financial integrity as as they were managing the resources of the party. And you have to look at this and look at these statements and think, no wonder we can't get Republicans elected in <laughs> in the state of Colorado. Yeah, well, I could put it well, and again, my question would be once again, what is the connection between the people who own the storage companies and the people who were paying yep. the bills for the storage companies? Because I do know that was one of the things that I mean, and Anna Ferguson and Peg Cage and those guys did a great job just going in there and cleaning out this. They said, We don't even need any of this, right? Yep. It was not necessary. So, but so, but to the FedEx, so they're paying FedEx. Now, are we talking like when I ship on FedEx, it's like six bucks or something? I mean, what, what are we talking? Yeah, let me pull them up here um, to the FedEx charges. Sorry, I didn't have this. No, that's okay. Oh, well, that's right. I, I didn't mean to catch you off guard. I did. My question is, was it tons of money or was it? It was It was hundreds and hundreds and hundreds. Hundred, well, I mean, how can you even pay FedEx hundreds and hundreds of dollars? What are you shipping? Well, yeah, right. it was getting paid but by the Republican Party. But it had nothing to do with the Republican right. Party. They were using it for their own purposes, 
Um, but are they running some kind of internet, you know, some sort of, you know, eBay operation or something? Um, yeah. So we're looking at in this, it's like every few days, right? right. We're seeing, um, you know, $30, $25, $100, you know, these, these charges every, every, so, you know, every few days and, and absolutely great question. What are they charging and what are they shipping for a hundred dollars as the, the Republican party of Colorado, right? What are we, what are we shipping? Are we shipping something to all of the counties? Are we, what are those, what are those things? Where's the and, record? And of, of course the purchases? answer is the Republican party was not doing anything. It was right. not engaged in this FedEx account. The quote right. administrator was for her own purposes. Did this, right. this, after- this was in April. Yeah. Okay. So this, this is in April yeah. after this person shouldn't have had any access to the FedEx account in the first place, yeah. right? A yes. month after, a month. So a month. I mean, that is theft. Yeah. I would think, right? It, it's you, absolutely theft. I mean, yeah. if, you, if I if I let's say I quit at KDVR, but I had a FedEx account and I charged hundreds of dollars yeah. after I quit or was fired or whatever. I mean, I, I'm pretty sure I would, could be, that's a crime. I would think, yeah. you know, I mean, a theft, I would call it a fraud, maybe something like that, but that's, that's not just, and it's not just like, oh my gosh, I forgot. I accidentally shipped, you know, my mom's birthday present out on the, you know, on, on the company FedEx. I used the wrong car, right? This is hundreds and hundreds of dollars. You don't have a FedEx card if you're no longer an employee. <laughs> well, right. well, I think that was another thing too. I think they were finding random checkbooks and coming and going and things like that as well. Yeah. One of my favorite parts of the report is when they talk about the um, the new rules that they're putting in place. And the, the first rule on the new rules that we're putting in place is that employees are no longer able to write checks to themselves. <laughs> there you go. That's always a good, always a good yeah. rule. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that's a good rule. I, I think I cannot believe that wasn't already a rule. Well, there's a reason it wasn't already a rule. Because <laughs> they were writing checks themselves. <laughs> right. You would right. have to, what, what are they writing? Why not just submit an expense report, right? And or well, why, why bother? Um, and so, and the yeah. other thing is too. Then, so like you said, that we don't have any QuickBooks, right? There's so there's no there's no way. Oh, there's QuickBooks. The new administration just doesn't have access to them. <laughs> they haven't been given them, and and to this day, the, there's no the 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 original QuickBooks. They were able to get an old copy from the CPA, but not until the middle of May. Right. So uh, so there's that. And then th- that's the QuickBooks. And then from a payroll standpoint, the ledger has not been turned over as, as of this. Now, and to go back to this forty five thousand dollars in bonuses, because, again, that's got to be just being given out to just a handful, if that, of people. I mean, I sort of challenge Christy Burton Brown. Come explain to us. What maybe, maybe I don't believe this for a second. Maybe all work so hard. You felt like they deserved it. And well, it doesn't matter how hard they think they work. If they're not paying rent, you can't pay yourself bonuses. I mean, it's just that simple. You can't just pay bonuses, even though you don't have any money to pay your Uh, that's the other thing so they were not paying the rent yeah and they were paying themselves bonuses they yeah they were not paying several of their invoices uh they have uh outstanding invoices for seventy six thousand one hundred thirteen dollars and eighty three cents that were not included in their um fec file uh, fec filings in january and so when we look at what they said they had remember it was we're leaving the party with a thousand dollars uh or hundred thousand yeah a hundred thousand dollars surplus they've got a hundred thousand dollars we're leaving the party in such a great um 
such a, such a great state to to continue operations what we actually find is there's a deficit of six, uh, $6,577.59 if they actually paid all their bills which as you said they weren't paying their bills they weren't paying their bills. Um, and then I they think- got and then they got all of a sudden after uh, David's elected the Brownstein firm hands in another a revised bill yeah. for 40,000 more. Oh, we forgot that. $55,000 to yeah. Brownstein, Hyatt, Farber, and Shrek, uh, which of course is um, Dominion's general counsel as well. Right. Just, 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 just a side note. Just well, and side there, note. there's some stuff just so folks give them a tease being unraveled um, on the uh, shenanigans perhaps would be a, I just keep using that word um, from the Brownstein law firm as well. So mm-hmm. we'll, we're, we're still involving that, but let me back up again, because the one thing I want to comment on is how hypocritical and just, just plain appalling it is that the old administration, the Dick Wadhams, all of the rhinos have been blasting Dave Williams saying they can't raise money. They can't do this. They can't do that. They're not paying their rent. They're going to be evicted. All of which was lies when the pre, when they were the ones who were, handling the money this way. And as you said, I, I, it's a cover up. It's, I, I think it's, it, it's to me in certain cases, it's got to be theft. Um, and in certainly Melfi, and it was a slush fund, right? So they're putting that out. And then I would also challenge the lapdog media. They all went to town on the Bonniewell amendment and Sean Boyd, Hey, maybe you should look into this. They all sat there at that meeting and said, Oh, how stupid this whole opt out thing is. Not a single one of them, not in Colorado politics, not the Denver Gazette, not the Colorado Sun, not advanced Colorado, campfire Colorado. None of them are talking about this, are they? Oh, no. Well, certainly not advanced Colorado. That's where Christy (laughs) Burton Brown went. She's not going to talk about this. This is her scandal. This this hangs around her neck. Right. She was the, the buck stops at the top. And she was she was the head of the party um, that over that oversaw this this level of mismanagement. At, at, at the best thing that we can say is mismanagement. Right. Of funds. Um, but I do think that the people in the Republican Party need to ask uh, demand need to demand this payroll ledger and the QuickBooks of the party that, you know, the, the actual QuickBooks, not some old version back before they did whatever they did. We need the, 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 the people of the party. If again, like I said, at the last time that I was on the show, this is about public trust and Republicans need to prove to the people of Colorado, especially people in the middle, like me, of course, I'm not a Republican. I generally vote Republican because I'm not a communist, but I, but <laughs> Looking at what we see with with the the management of and the behavior of the Republican Party, the 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 outgoing Republican Party, and seeing what they did, you know, in in April and May when they were right. out of power, out of power. This is this is a, a a big issue for public trust and those the the payroll ledger is going, I believe, to reveal a lot of information with respect to, you know, where was, was that $45,000 bonus? Was that one bonus? Was it, you know, three to five bonuses, as you said, where did that go? Right. And what was the justification provided for it? Um, and you know, the, the, the FedEx stuff, the healthcare payments, there's so much going on here that is obstructive. And right. I, I agree, you know, last time I was, we were saying, do we think this is sabotage or not? I think we can absolutely say it was sabotage now, looking at what they did in the wake of losing an election. And the thing that everybody needs to remember is we're talking about a peaceful transfer of power yeah. within a party. Right, like right. These are not Democrats doing this to us. This right. is 
Had Trimpo hadn't secretly made his way in to right. the public headquarters, he probably, probably had giving himself bonuses. No, this was. I mean, again, Kristen Brown needs to explain this, and you know, and if she's got. Well, she has. She's you know. Well, she's after, blamed after, Dave Williams after our last show. How can you blame Dave Williams for financial? Well, says, don't, you guys for not paying rent. <laughs> well, she comes an absolute lie, right? Yeah, yeah it's she a said, lie. She said she she she's told. Now she didn't tell any Republican organizations this. She just told this to the Colorado Times report. Quarter, yeah. that it was a lie it was all a lie right i don't have a cpa yeah, yeah. isn't it incredible that the colorado times recorder will carry christy burton brown's dismissals of a story that's critical of the gop well, you know, here's the thing and i don't blame them for that you know who i blame i blame christy burton brown for talking to them in the first place Right. I mean, we get calls all the time for them. I'm like, so people know the Colorado Times reporter is a, um, I mean, it's a Soros fund. An activist. Activist organization. Exactly. And they do stories and then they quote each other on their other sites. And so Chrissy Burton Brown should be ashamed of herself for talking to them in the first place. Well, they're not on the opposite side of her. Well, yeah. And that's my point, Chuck, is that the the Colorado Times reporter would have jumped um, prior to this new administration at the opportunity to, you know, run negative stories about about the GOP and a financial scandal involving the leadership of the GOP is a pretty juicy right. story for the Colorado Times recorder, but they're running cover for that GOP chair. That's pretty well, interesting. They I mean, we have a e- uniparty. They yeah. sent an email to us saying, we heard on your debate between yourself and uh, George Brockler. George Brockler, Advanced Colorado, was funded by Phil Anschutz, potentially. That you, you want to talk to us about that? You know, <laughs> I'm not replying back, guys. Sorry. <laughs> Whoever's monitoring this thing. I mean speaking of Anschutz, one other thing. I think Ash, you're absolutely right. And and I hope and I, I believe Dave Williams and the, the new management or leadership is doing everything it can to get to the bottom of this. And I think they are they, they know what their options are. And I, I think that they will use them. Um, so they're doing that. But I think to the donors, if you're a donor, I, I mean, hopefully you're not OK with this. If you're somebody like with the big money donors, I guess I'm talking about. Right. Um, if because if, the little donors have clearly stopped giving. So if you were donating to the Christy Burton Brown leadership, I would hope. At least you would call it Christy Burton Brown and say, what the heck? What were you yeah. guys doing? And what's with this FedEx thing? You know, I mean. Well, let's go into the uh, the financial reporting um, dishonesty. Yeah. Yeah. No, uh, donors should absolutely be um, concerned about the management of the funds by the well, prior well, administration. Yeah. One of the things they were doing is they were carrying on the book showing, you know, like a hundred and hundred thousand in cash in the bank mm-hmm. account. When there was really only five thousand, and they've been carrying it over for ten years, they never corrected it. They never changed it. They said, "Oh yeah, we actually don't have that money." You're not allowed to say. Maybe the first time ten years ago, and it happened in Ryan Call. You kind of go, "Oops, we don't have any." But it says cash on hand. Yeah. And Christy Burton Brown was, and the treasurer Dick Eisner, I think his name is, was was signing off a report saying we have over a hundred thousand. In our banking account when they only had five. I Which mean, is highly illegal. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. Yes. It makes you wonder too, right? In, in a state like Colorado, where there's, uh, you know, the, the powers that be that could go after and and you know look into some of these things, didn't, didn't, right. didn't go after the. But I've 
wouldn't be surprised if if Dave Williams gets audited here pretty quickly. Oh, sure, <laughs> right. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're, yeah, we no, have no, a unicorn. are at his door. Right. Hey, listen, Ash, we have to let yeah. you go. We'll probably have you back on again to talk about this as we read through this and we start getting some answers. But thanks again for your incredible work and kind of helping put all of this together. I appreciate it. Yeah, I would just say to to the audience that this is what taking back the party looks like, right? And and I think that Colorado is on the the Colorado is leading when it comes to America First and when it comes to, you know, taking on the corruption within the state party head on. We've seen it, you know, in El Paso County and in counties all over the state for years now and we're seeing now that we finally, you know, have gotten to the the state level GOP, we're able to shine a light on this corruption and we're able to shine a light on what was happening in the past. They're going to fight back. They're going to start talking to the Colorado Times recorder and she's probably going to have a piece and news line coming up, right? (laughs) I mean, this is the the, the Uniparty protects itself. The establishment protects itself. And in Colorado, the the Uniparty has been on display when you see that, you know, as I've said before, Republicans have been very, the, the Republican powers that be in the state of Colorado have been very happy being the minority party in the state. But the people, the Republican voters of Colorado want they, they we, we want our interests we want our interests represented so this is what it looks like it's painful it's not going to be easy to take the party back from the corrupt forces but it's absolutely worth it and the last thing that i'll say is that you know we're we're talking about um you know five thousand uh, dollars that they actually had even if they had the hundred thousand dollars that we're talking about Small money donors, if you can actually appeal to the Colorado people again and get the people reengaged right. in, in funding an America First Party, we won't need those big money donors. They weren't, according to the books, we weren't getting big money, right? <laughs> no. So, uh, so I, I think it's, I, I think there's a lot of lessons to learn from this story. And the biggest story, the, the biggest lesson is that they've, you know, the corrupt machine is, 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 is it's going down. Yep. Can't stop it. Too many people know it's there yet. Near, all right, there. Ash, all right. Well put. Thank, Thank you. you so much. Thanks, Appreciate everyone. it. We'll talk to you later. Thank you, Ash. Um, that was Ash Epp. Um, we'll keep you posted on where she's going to be posting things. We've got Mark Poff coming up in a second. Um, but but to just kind of play off of what she um, was saying, um, you didn't tell me this when you came back. Donald Trump recorded a message that he played for Dave Williams mm-hmm. and the folks at the Central Committee meeting on um, Friday or Saturday. So before we go to Mark, if we could please play the Trump says hi video, Thomas. I just want to say hello to Chairman Dave Williams. He's a fantastic man and a great friend of mine and the Colorado Republican Party on the incredible job you're doing. We're really moving well in Colorado and I think we're going to take it. We're going to be working very hard. I'll be seeing you very soon. You know what we're doing? We're making America great again. That's not easy nowadays, I will tell you, because they are doing such a poor job, but we're going to do it. So, Dave, congratulations on your big success. And to the party, we are with you all the way. We'll see you soon. Thank you very much. Hey. 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 All right. Hey. So they're, they're- Dave was kind of, you know, glowing. He said, well, I, I didn't know I was a bad time, but I am. <laughs> His best friend, we're BFs, are golfing next week. All right, so I think- well, I'm going to be indicted next week, so... Yeah. I think I saw Mark Poff. Mark, if you're in the waiting room, you want to go ahead and turn your camera on and unmute yourself. Um, and actually, we can maybe... There you are. Hello, sir. Thank you very much for joining us today and for your time. Want to let folks know, Chuck and I are going to be meeting with President Trump. No, just kidding. Mm-hmm. On Friday. So Mark's yeah. going to fill in for us again. <laughs> um, and I want to talk to you about what you're going to talk about. But first, I don't know how much of Ash's thing you were listening to, but I have a... This is a criminal question. So if I was a former employee of a, someplace and I quit 
And I continue to use sort of the company card uh, to charge um, hundreds and hundreds of dollars in FedEx expenses. Is that legal? That is a crime. <laughs> that is, it's called theft. I mean, that's the bottom line. <laughs> technical I mean, term. You know, I can't tell you how many ex-employees we went after when I was a detective, you know, that they would get terminated or whatever, and then they'd still have their credit cards. And then, you know, they'd go out and have one last weekend. You know, it's like, well, you were no longer authorized to use that credit card. You were fired on Friday. And, you know, sometimes they'd work it out where they'd pay it back or whatever. But, well, it's straight up a crime because you don't have access to that anymore. Okay. So yeah. Okay. That's what I thought. It'd be like, just it's stealing it then. Okay, good. So I brought it there. So they should note to Dave Williams, you know, file a freaking police report. I mean, well, that might be. And, and he good, absolutely, good. he absolutely could, um, or at least, you know, have law enforcement come out and talk to a detective on, Hey, here's, here's what we have, you know, is, is this a crime? And ask right. them of that and put them on the, the hook. Let let law enforcement actually document whether they think it's a crime or not. A good point. Yeah, that's their job. <laughs> that is their job. And, you know, and I was listening to that and I just thought it was just so interesting. I can't believe that she suggested that the El Paso County Republican Party could have corruption <laughs> with the stuff that I saw. When you have Dan May, you know, when he used to run the, the DA's office. And we straight up saw him, you know, and, and, and I'm a Republican, obviously, lifelong Republican. But when I see a district attorney charging a Democrat for a crime and then just telling the Republican, oh, no, exact same crime and just telling the Republican, don't worry about it. And CSPD law enforcement said, you know, they filed the paperwork for this guy, the Republican. And Dan May didn't even have the good sense God gave him to say, OK, we'll look through it. And review right. it and then make a decision, a ruling on whether we're going to file. And then, you know, a week to 10 days later saying we They're reviewed it. They wouldn't accept. They wouldn't them. accept the. They the, just the, said, the no, we're, we're not even right. going to look at this. You know, we're not going to charge. Well, I mean, it's going to be interesting because Kellner, who is the um, district attorney for uh, the district, includes Rappo County. Is which is where the GOP headquarters is. Headquarters is um, is a very much an ally of the establishment. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's just interesting that above Republican or Democrat, there's this word, you know, establishment, yeah. status quo, whatever you want to call it. And, and you know, and if I was a Democrat and I was kicking the Republicans' ass every you know two years, why would I want to change the establishment? Oh yeah. well, no, 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 it's, no, no. it's, it's, it's just like Mitch McConnell. Mitch McConnell withdrew oh, yeah. all funds from Arizona, so he didn't care if the Republicans took the Senate back. He just wanted to make sure that he was going to be elected the leader of the Senate, a minority leader. That was good enough. And Jeff then the Democrats right. are happy to keep him in. You're yeah. right. If you're a Democrat, you're like, right. no, 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 we don't want to. No. And now he's nicely saying, don't impeach Trump, uh, Biden. Biden. No, no, please. <laughs> uh, you know. Yeah. I mean, it's just. When you see the status quo, and, and I actually think from, from being a novice that I am, I think over the last 10, 20 years, I've seen both parties like get off their chairs, switch sides, and then uh-huh. sit down. Yeah, you right. Know, because, right. you know, it's funny how, you know, it used to be the Republicans were worried about the debt. And then all of a sudden, the Democrats were, when the Republicans are in power, all of a sudden, now the Democrats are saying, well, no, the, the debt ceiling, the debt. And then now they've switched again. 
And right. now it's just like, oh, no, we don't care about the debt ceiling anymore. And <laughs> and also like the FBI, like law enforcement just amazes me where the Republicans used to say, um, no, you know, you should be a law abiding. You know, well, everybody says be a law abiding citizen, but don't, you know, question federal law enforcement. Right. And the Democrats are like, question everybody. Yeah. <laughs> and, right. and the Democrats are saying, oh, no, FBI good. FBI yeah. good. Yeah, good. Justice no. Department, excellent. Need free speech. Yeah. That's just a, that's, that's a, that's a quaint Stupid old First Amendment. Why do we have it anyway? <laughs> exactly. So things are just crazy the way they are right now. And, you know, I have to tell you from my standpoint, and I'm switching gears a little bit, if that's okay. No, go sure. for it. Is, you know, I was a detective for 10 years. I was in law enforcement for 17 years, a detective for 10 years. And now I see some of the shenanigans. I love that word. That, that's going on, especially with Trump. I just sit back when I see this last indictment, I just have to start laughing because it, the bottom line is, and this is some of the things I'm going to talk about on Friday, you don't need a crime to be charged with a crime. Right. Yeah. I, I mean, and that's what's going on here is they're stretching and see the district attorneys typically didn't do this before. In the old right. days, the DAs would be right. kind of like, you know, that's iffy. I think we're going to no charge, you know, or no file that because, yeah. you know, I just don't think it was all there. We we had here in El Paso County with Dan May, we had a um, kitchen server that was sleeping and having sex with all the high school boys. And we wanted to charge her because um, she was in a position of trust, right. working at a high school and having sex with all these kids. We wanted to charge her. And Dan May said, well, I don't really sure if a lunch lady is in a position of trust. So that all <laughs> fell apart and we couldn't charge. But now you know, with Trump and they're doing what is, and I hate to kind of give away some of the stuff for Friday. <laughs> Go ahead. This is, this is such the textbook of what DAs do now. And I saw it when I was a detective. They'll say, okay, this guy probably didn't really co commit a crime. And, and Mark Hurlburt admitted to this during a deposition against Terry Makita and John St. Augustine, he said in the deposition, yeah, we really didn't think that John St. Augustine committed a crime, but we charged him anyway because we wanted to squeeze him to see right. if we could get to, to make something up against right. Makita. You know, right. we wanted Makita, so we squeezed St. Augustine. So in this last indictment, they don't so much go after Donald Trump. Now, I, I heard the, the DA, um, the special counsel or whatever, talk about um you know, this indictment against Donald Trump. And I'm like, Jack is Smith. that a crime? I'm sitting there going, is that really, is that a crime? What did he do? What did he do? Right. And then all of a sudden you find out that they arrested somebody else. Right. Yes. Somebody who well, it's sort of like what they Donald did. What this, well, yeah, the, the maintenance guy, right? It's, well, yeah. the record. So do you, yeah, the do you think one. that maintenance guy, I mean, who was, <laughs> I mean, he didn't know anything. I mean, if 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 a maintenance guy is asked, hey, you know what? I, I actually I accidentally cut myself in in the bathroom. Could you go up there and clean the bathroom? And then two weeks later, they find out it was someone else's blood that he cleaned up. Are they going to charge him for accessory to a <laughs> because he was asked by his boss to clean up some blood? I mean, no. this is absurd. But they're charging him because they know he doesn't have the financial backing like Donald Trump has to adequately defend himself. So they're going to get him in a room and, and they're going to go through his attorney and say, okay, here's what we want you to say. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's going to be true. Oh, of course it must be true. <laughs> but, but you know, and we'll give you immunity or we'll cut yeah. you a sweetheart deal. 
Yeah. And then if if Trump was just like, hey, you know what? I'll pay for your legal freeze. Oh, that's obstruction. Holy crap. You're a tamper. Witness tamper. You know what else to do, Mark? And exactly. even if the, guy, if the guy decides he's going to be loyal, right, or tell the truth, what they'll do is they'll talk to him one day and he'll say it was at three o'clock, right? And then the next time they talk to him, he'll say it was about five after three. Then they'll charge him with lying. Right. I mean, we've seen exactly. him do that kind of thing too, where, where they just, where there, and there's no, the, the, forget the underlying crime that he was in there. That's what happened to General Flynn, right? Forget right, the right. underlying crime right. that they're talking about. They, they know that didn't exist, but right. if they can tie him up, then they can find something else to charge him with. And that's exactly. In the old days, they would all tell you, if you have nothing to worry about, talk to the cops. <laughs> you know, you got nothing to worry. If you've got nothing to worry about. I right now would tell you a guy who was a cop for 17 years, if they came to me and said, Hey, Mark, we'd like to schedule you for an interview. I I don't think so. (laughs) You're just a witness that we want. No, 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 no. Because you're going to be in there. You're going to ask me a question and say, well, what was it? You you know, who did you talk to? Who did like, well, I don't remember, You, you know, and, and I've had DAs, um, just here recently, I was under cross-examination up in Denver in, in a in a hearing, and they started bringing up some old case from years ago. Said, do you remember this case? And mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, here we go. Here we go. You know, whenever I hear an attorney, whether it's a DA or whatever, saying, do you remember people versus Smith, <laughs> you know, eight years ago where you testified? And you know what my answer was? No. <laughs> I don't. I don't remember. I don't have a. I can't even tell you what I had for breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> I want I mean, when I can more, find my car in the parking lot when we get out of here. You know. Yeah. I mean, they're all trying to bait you right. into saying things, you know, and then they can turn it on you. And and, and in that same, well, I can't talk about that case because it's still ongoing. But it, it, it's and that's another thing we're going to talk about on Friday. I'm sending John to Portland. I want him to go to Portland and check Ooh, it all out. For it could be dangerous. There you go. <laughs> John St. Augustine is driving to Portland. He's going to go check it out and do a live remote. Wow. Oregon on Friday. Wow. Okay. Well, he just, Let's he just happened to be President Trump. Let's just listen to his show. Yeah. For us. Yeah, so, so actually what it is, is he's going to Portland anyway. And <laughs> so he, he is scheduled to arrive in Portland around one o'clock their time. Okay. So I told him, I said, John, all you gotta do, I don't care if you go to a Starbucks or a McDonald's, sit in their parking lot, turn on your phone from your, your car uh-huh. and, and we'll talk. Because one of the things we're going to talk about on Friday, which has really been my hot button, and this actually could get me in a little bit, I don't want to say trouble, but one of the things that I've noticed, you know, when I worked for the prosecution, I never saw any of this stuff, you know, when I was a cop, because I didn't care I wasn't involved. You, you know, district right. attorneys don't, you know, ask detectives hey what do you think about this maneuver we're about to do in this trial they don't ask us that so i never saw it but um you know and i have a tough time saying this but prosecutorial i can't say that word misconduct (laughs) yeah you you know we used to always talk about all the stuff the defense attorneys when i was working as a detective was like well you wouldn't believe what this defense attorney asked me well now it's like you you would not believe some of the things that DAs are willing to do, yes, yes. And, and this is what I always say, you know, to me, working in law enforcement is like working for God, even though I, I laugh at that, you know, at this point. But I felt when I was in law enforcement that I did work for God. I wanted to do what was right and true. And if I didn't feel that that person 
committed that crime, I didn't file it. I didn't even talk right. to the district attorney. It's like, yeah. I didn't have enough for probable cause. I'm not going to try to, you know, they always, they always say, follow the truth, follow the facts, follow the evidence. Well, I'm here to tell you, DAs are not following the facts. They're not following evidence. We're seeing cases that are absurd, literally no evidence. And, and then what will happen is, is they'll put this guy in jail, jam him up, and then they'll overcharge, you know, hit him with like 30 mm-hmm. counts. You right. can go to prison for a bazillion years, but we'll offer you this plea bargain of probation. Right. You know, well, the guy's just like, well, I have to take it because if I lose, it's overwhelmingly going to put me right. in prison for years as a registered right. sex offender or whatever. Right. Right. All of a sudden, the defense attorney, now that John and I have been out there for about seven, eight years now doing this, word of mouth is traveling. I've probably worked with 50 different attorneys in the state of Colorado, and they'll call me up and say, Mark, I want you to read this case. And I'll read this and it's like, well, they don't even show how they have any evidence. Yeah. I, I don't even there's nothing how to they read. Probable, yeah, probable <laughs> cause. And there's times that I've written reports saying, you don't have any evidence. And all of a sudden they drop the charges. Uh-huh. It's like, oh, you went and spent a few thousand dollars to hire an expert. Right. So now, okay, you got us. Well, you know, and and they well the I can tell you, I haven't worked for a criminal defense uh, firm in Fort Worth, Dallas, which I've said before. Back in the um, early 70s, prosecutorial misconduct is not something new. <laughs> Boy, I got to watch lots <laughs> of prosecutorial misconduct. And you look at what's going on at the DOJ, right? For instance, they had the, they oh. got a secret warrant to get Trump's Twitter account. I guess it had to be secret because the judge said he might flee the country. It's like, what? Do you know what I mean? What, but again, Trump's I'm going to flee the well, yeah, they well, they're, they're leading all of that up to, yeah, exactly. They're leading all of that up. They want to throw them in jail over the January 6th stuff. I mean, I think that's all. It, it, but, but again, well, go ahead, go ahead. I was just going to say, but what they're doing is, like you said, overcharging, right? Well, they'll, they'll take one right. count, what typically would be like one count, and they're filing it as many different ways and times as they could. And so what, what would normally be just like one count all of a sudden becomes 20 40 counts. counts. Yeah, like counts. literally. Right. So and, they're going to- the first indictment up in Manhattan, right. that is a great example of that, where it's like, okay, we have one thing that might have been misconduct. Instead, I mean, how many counts did he have? I, I've forgotten. It's been a few months ago. And that's how they operate. They they, they can't help themselves right. in doing this because that's how they do it to everybody else. That's what they do is they'll come in with 32 charges. A lot of times my first task when I'm brought on after I review the discovery and I'm like, this is questionable. They'll say, yeah, they charged him with 32 counts or, or some number. And I'm like, wait a minute, we got one criminal activity. You, you know. <laughs> so a lot of times the first thing a defense attorney will do is go back to the judge and say, wait a minute, this, this should be right. one count. And then the judge are like, well, I have to rule most favorable to the people. And it's like what what they've set it up in Colorado, the the criminal justice system, the judges, they say, and I think this is a cop out by the judges. I probably shouldn't be saying this, where (laughs) they can go in there and just say, hey, I'm hand tied. I have to rule with light most favorable to the people. Well, Well, the problem is the problem is prosecutors have been sent to the bench overwhelmingly. The the number of public defenders, almost zero or one, but prosecutors. Or, so all of a sudden you're getting a prosecutor 
talking to a, a former prosecutor and, and they're just with last week. Yeah, and they're all just best buddies. Hey, listen, we've run out of time. Mark, this looks like a great show. Hopefully John won't get mugged, although that would be great. If he did, he'd get that on the yeah. floor, yeah. yeah tell him. Well, I'll tell him to make sure his camera's on when it happens. Yes. Yeah. All right. Sounds like a great show. Thank you so much thank for you, your Mark. time. Take I care. appreciate it as always. All right. Thank you to everybody on Zoom um, and thank you to Ash App. We're going to be doing more on, on the receipts because no one else is talking about it. Um, thank you to the wonderful guys at BBS and everyone on zoom um mark will be handling party friday for us Mm -hmm. so everybody will see you then take care